Hello and welcome. My name is Lisa Cherry and I am your host. And this is a very different podcast today because, of course, today is Lisa Cherry's Christmas hug. But actually, it's all of our (laughs) hugs. And it's just so great to hear you. And for those of you that are listening on audio, you might hear people in the background. And that's because we felt that it wouldn't be nice to be able to hear other people in the room. Uh, apart look from at when you. Look at this colouring, Daddy. Um, uh, recording. Ooh, that's very good. Uh, so already that's sounding quite um, like there's a lot of noise in the background. <laughs> right. We'll give it a go. I said, what can this colouring Well, because look. You've chosen really lovely colours and you've oh. done all around the edges and you've done all that. Oh, so lovely. And the, looks really beautiful. And there's the sweet sound of a beautiful child colouring. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Fantastic. So why did I want to do this today? Well, I had a conversation with um, Lindsay. Lindsay, can you say Hello. Hi, everybody. Hi. 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 So this is my lovely PA. She's the person that everyone has to talk to before they can talk to me. Um, (laughs) And um, she said, what should we do? I want to do something. Uh, What can we do? And we talked about looking at doing some pre-training or something like that. But actually, we felt that what was better for people was that we came together in a kind of collective way Um, acknowledging the year that we've had whether we are people on the front line or we're people who are supporting those on the front line and so that's what this is about really it's an acknowledgement that we are together that we have made it to the end of the year and that we are um, we're pretty amazing actually so well done us um so I was thinking as well, yeah, look, let's have a noisy sound off. Brilliant. Well done. So um, I have uh, unashamedly stolen from Becca and Tim the hashtag to love is to act. So if you did want to do any tweeting, if you're that way inclined, uh, would Becca and Tim, are you in the room? Would you like to say hello? Uh, I'm here. I was. That's great to hear that. Um, I, I thoroughly approve of um, the use of that hashtag. Brilliant. Lovely to see you and to be here. It's great to have you here, Tim. Tim and Becca are from Camden Social uh, Social Services, and they had a beautiful event um, back on Valentine's Day, which had the hashtag to love is to act. So um, if you want to tweet, let's use that to love is to act. Um, I don't think there's anything more to say, really, um, but other than to hand over to our first person who's going to um, speak to us, which is the one and only, the quite fabulous, the absolute amazing, Kathy Evans, CEO of Children England. What a build up. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Like everyone, I'm I'm loving this Christmas hug idea, and I'm not I'm not going to talk for too long, but um, uh, one of the things that we've been doing and getting so much joy from this year, even in lockdown, has been our Childfare State inquiry, which um, we uh, I, I just thought, thought I would explain a bit of the story. About four years ago, my charity was about to go under, and um, we had the thought exercise of if we were if we could stay around, what would we do? And we just we thought it better be big. So we we decided that if we could stay around, we would get young people to redesign the welfare state so that it worked again. Um, and uh, round about that time, my mum died um, and she was the person who really kind of taught me what the welfare state had done for her and for her community. She grew up in a mining community in South Wales. Her life was changed by good public policy and by the idea of the welfare state. And so um, we made her her life and her her belief in it part of the appeal to actually keep us afloat and to start the work. And that worked. So um, this year we we had uh, we found out for ourselves um, 26 amazing young people. I mean, I just genuinely I I am going to put a link 
for you to if you want to see a film where you can meet some of them and hear hear things in their own voice. And I can't do that in five minutes here. Um, but these are young people who have all sorts of different experiences of their own. We wanted to get young people with lived lived experience of the systems that we wanted to change. And um, they certainly do. They have we had care leavers. We even had a young volunteer community police officer. Young people who had experienced domestic violence, had um, disabilities, both invisible and uh, chronic illnesses, um, living in particularly isolated rural areas. Uh, we had migrant and refugee children. We had children who'd been experienced, who had experience in mental health system, um, learners with learning difficulties. We had some Roma children, uh, single parents. Um, uh, some were at university, some were already working. We even had some who'd started working in the NHS already. We had wheelchair users, some who were unemployed, young carers. Um, and we, we asked them to bring that experience, but we never asked them to share it uh, as if that had all the answers. What we understood was that they had exper expertise that would help help us to learn how we could do these things better. And uh, what they've what they've developed in terms of a set of principles and ideas for the welfare state is truly amazing. And we'll be coming out with more in that um, uh, more of that in 2021. It's exactly the right time for it. Mm. When the pandemic hit, we were ready to let them stop uh, and focus on home learning and whatever it took to adapt. And they doubled down and said, we need to do this quicker and we need it out as soon as possible. Um, so I will I will post a, a clip uh, that you can watch at your own leisure. But one of the things that they decided to do in the research that they did, so they didn't just rest on their own 26 opinions. They wanted to hear what other young people and children um, had to say about it. So they designed three stranded research program. And one of the things that they decided to do to finish off each uh, interview or each focus group um, was to ask every young person what they would wish for the next generation because one of the things that many young people already have is the sense that they're already quite old by comparison um and i wanted to just share because it's christmas it's a good time to just share some proper like utopian thinking and hope um and some of these quotes are beautiful so i'm just going to read them out and let them speak uh for themselves i would wish for the next generation to have a healthy life and maybe a world a life with more equality. There's no need to have labels. There's only one race, the human race. Mm -hmm. My message to the next generation is for them to know that to listen to everyone's point of view and understanding before you say something is really important because I think people's beliefs tend to stem from their families a lot. And if they were just to listen to other people and other points of view, then maybe they'd be more open-minded and that would help to make the world more accepting and friendly place for everyone. Uh, I want to see an education system that is extremely supportive and effective for people, for, for making people into model citizens, but also free, free thinkers, one that will render prisons obsolete. I hope people will come together to fight injustices and help others come to accept themselves and other communities as well as the world around them. I wish that everyone is judged on the quality of their character rather than what they look like or where they're from. I wish for the next generation a world full of love, respect and tolerance of diversity and a world that's basically without borders. My one wish for the next generation of young people is a caring atmosphere and an understanding that there's more to the world than school. <clears throat> this one is channeling John Lennon, I think. Um, I wish that one day nobody will need money. I wish for them that money will become a tree and you can take the money from there. You can take the money from the tree. Maybe one day we'll use chocolate instead of money. <laughs> and my one wish for the next generation is to embrace each other, each other, each other's individualism, because we're all unique, all unique. And in a way, that's what makes us all the same. We're all unique. And the last one, simple six words, but I wish for peace and freedom. Mm. So uh, those, those are some wishes shared from young people who participated in the research. And I, I just find myself reflecting on how powerful it is when you put people back into policy. I've been doing policy for 30 years. And my, my real hope with this entire endeavour was to take what I learned from my mum, 
and what I kind of uh, felt about the world and see what young people felt about the world. And believe me, it's proved inspiring. Thank you so much, Cathy. Thank you. So fantastic to hear from you. And the piece of work that you're doing is uh, inspiring, as you say. Um, For those of you that wanted to make a donation, because, of course, today's event is free and everyone's performing their gifts for free, uh, you can go to um, the Children England website and they have a donation page. And that segues us so beautifully into our our next um, performer. And um, so I just saw Tim at the side there, policy statements as poetry, poetry as policy. Beautiful. Uh, Our next speaker is a real life young person uh, of which there's quite a few in the room. So for those of you that are under 25, if you want to put your wishes in the side and we'll have a section for the rest of us later. I would like to really give a warm welcome to somebody who we probably, if you're on Twitter, you'll have seen quite a lot of, but she is one of the movers and shakers of the futures of the future. I hope she doesn't mind me saying so. Please welcome the lovely Zara Clench. Legend. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so hello, I'm Zara. Um, I'm studying social work at Cardiff Metropolitan University and I'm in my first year so I kind of just want to talk to you about you know what this year's kind of been like you know flying to university and completing my first term Um, so as well for everyone this year's been kind of crazy and you know it's just been an absolute whirlwind of just craziness I don't think anyone could have imagined um So it's been crazy from, you know, applying to university to the interviews and then to results day and then to where obviously I am now. So originally I applied to um, DFER. I didn't want to actually go to university this year to start off with. I was going to work this year. Um, But then I I found out quickly (laughs) that social work actually doesn't, or the ones that I applied to didn't accept DFER. Um, so unfortunately two just kind of rejected me straight out but then three got back to me and said that they'd be happy to accept me for this year if I'd well not accept me but consider my application for this year so I I decided to chuck myself in the deep end and apply this year instead Um, so I ended up getting interviewed luckily for those three and but by this time I only had time to have one face-to-face interview before Covid hit so two of my interviews were actually online which was quite an unusual experience because the university that I ended up going to I'd never actually seen in person um I'd never visited so that was quite a crazy you know thing to to do um so and then obviously I remember being in college and the teachers would be telling us um oh we'll be back in three weeks you know everyone thought that you know it wouldn't really last long um obviously I I never went back to college um I remember I I actually visited last week it was so weird to know that I'm no longer a college student um and it was just I think it was a very nerve-wracking time for so many students because we didn't know what was going to happen to exams and what what would happen so I was definitely very worried come results day um but luckily I I got in and with better grades than I'd actually expected so that was very positive and the next week, well, the next months were just absolute chaos of, you know, making sure I had all my uni stuff, raiding my foster mother's cupboards of all her pots and pans, which gave her an excuse to buy a completely new set, which she has done. <laughs> and um, the first term, obviously, it's it's been a completely different kind of experience. Um, and it's, it's had its ups and it's had its downs. Um, the same is probably every year, but it's just been it's been kind of crazy and i've i've had the ability to admit that i've i've struggled at university since joining um you know like making friends isn't as easy obviously because you can't you don't have like the societies as much and i've i've kind of struggled in a way with the thought of you know fitting in um because i know a lot of uni students you know like to party like to drink 
and I've, I, I, I more keep myself to myself. I'm a bit quieter. Um, at home, I'm known as the liar one, but at the flat, I'm known as like the quietest one. Um, but on a positive note, my course, my course is 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 what keeps me going. Like I, I have such a passion for social work, and just just learning all the things is has been really good. And joining to my just book collection, I've become a very big book person. Um, <laughs> So I'm gutted now because I'm back at home. I've left all my books at university and I, I, I should have brought a couple back with me, but I just didn't. Um, and so obviously just before Christmas, I, I handed in my first assignment, which was quite a, I don't know, it felt very real when I pressed the submit button on my first assignment, which was all about um, social exclusion and poverty and discrimination, um, which was within the Welsh context um so the last little bit I want to talk about was what what inspired me to become a social worker and that was um so as I said earlier quickly I was actually in care from the age of 13 and throughout the time I've had I've had many different social workers um but one social worker in particular really made a difference to my life and I, I have since told her that and it was it was, it was lovely um but she she just she went above and beyond when I really needed her um so she's one of my main inspirations as well as another person and so I've been involved in events within my local authority and I just I wanted to give back and so that's why I want to help other young people and I I can't wait for term two but yeah sorry I know I said crazy a lot of times I was a bit nervous (laughs) Zara, you're amazing. You're amazing. Thank you so much for sharing with everybody. You know, what's so important in, 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 in all our work is that, you know, seeing the next people come along to pick up the baton and do the work. And that's you. So thank you so much, Zara. I think it's time now while we process the beautiful words of Kathy and the gorgeous words of Zara, we're going to have some Quite, I suppose it's quite unusual, really, to have somebody playing this instrument, let alone live in Zoom. But we're going to have um, a lovely piece of music that will just help us let that stuff settle and let ourselves just be soaked in the love. We're going to be listening to the very stunning, uh, and I suggest everyone has their sound off for this, Jennifer Nusson, who's going to be playing the harp. Thanks, Lisa. It's just lovely to see everybody. Um, Kathy, that was amazing. Zara, you're just you're just the voice of the future. That was just really inspiring. I'm quite nervous about this because I've, of all the technical stuff. So just bear with me if I get slippy fingers and fall off a string. <clears throat> this is Sands of a, a tune called Sands of Hosta. It's a contemporary piece written by Ali Robertson, and it's really lovely. And I hope I do it justice. Thank you. 
Wow. I don't know what it is about that instrument, Jen, but I just immediately um, felt deeply emotional. And I guess that's one of the things you love about playing it. So lovely. And the comments at the side are stunning. And you'll all be pleased to know that at the end, we're going to have a short meditation and be led out of this into the next year with Jen's harp. So thank you so much. Okay, what we have next, I hope you're doing some tweeting on this with our hashtag because it's been stunning so far. Um, What we're going to do now is we're going to have some poetry um, and we're going to listen to the one and only, the truly fabulous Vic Leeson. Thank you, Lisa. Um, I'm feeling quite emotional after that harp playing, so I might need to take a few deep breaths before I go. Um, I'm going to read two poems, one short, uh, one a bit longer. This first one is called Manifesto for Workers of the Young, and it comes from a collection that I'm currently writing about my experiences as a school counsellor and the grief that I have gone through in having to leave that job in 2019. Manifesto for Workers of the Young. We see your broken systems and we will not be silenced. We rise above assessment scores, outcome measures, attainment grades and nurture the young person beneath. We declare battle against tick box interventions that assuage the state's collective guilt. We believe in our young people and endeavour to raise their voices as they challenge their distinct lack of choices of mental health provision littered with disparity and division. We will treat all with enthusiasm, curiosity, compassion, love. This is our mission. We will connect, we will collaborate, we will empower, and we will advocate. Our use of words will always be poetic, for it is poetry that will make the young people powerful. Wow. Um, And then this one is, um, it's called Things I Never Knew I Needed. And it was sort of a response to me realising that there were lots of small sort of micro moments that I was missing as we were going through lockdown. Things I never knew I needed. Sensation of shiver over shared tales of others. The backy-based halitosis of the beer puller. Smell of urine blocks and tobacco smog. The welcome blunt force of a body heat fog. Dripping swimsuit emitting chlorinated odour, the breast leavened harumph of nearby waiting shopper, apologetic sidestep of an accidental human bump, and the chitter chatter of a cafe's hum. Walk by inhalation courtesy of the nicotine addicts, petrol ridden odour of sitting in traffic, reassuring arm squeeze in a moment of distress the chink of a beer-swilled, spittle-filled glass. Olfactory intrusion of another's broken wind, taste of the toxic late-night kebab heroically binned. Brush of an eyelash from a flushing cheek, leaning in so close, I feel your speech. Things I never knew I needed, yet I would sacrifice. To have you hold me more than once, twice. Muscle on muscle, flesh on flesh, pulling me closer and taking my breath, overdosing on the oxytocin, mainlining the serotonin, flooding this body of mine, liberating, intoxicating, suffocating, sublime, remembering with tenderness. Hooks, your hooks, I miss. Thank you. Wow. 
Take your mute off and let's make some noise. Nice one. Amazing. Amazing. Incredible. Wow. Absolutely fantastic. And you know, we're halfway through this hour-long beautiful hug. And I just wondered if you wanted to take a moment, it's not for everyone, but if you wanted to take a moment to have a hug, just put your arms on your side of your hands and just give yourself a shake. And just like, this just feels like one great big hug. And um, I just, I feel, I feel quite overwhelmed to actually just know so many fantastic people who you know, we've really, in so many different ways, inspired each other and walked alongside each other and been there for each other this year. And it's such a beautiful thing. And those poems, Vic, um, I hope there's a book out later on this year. That's all I'm saying. So I'm working on it. Excellent. <laughs> I'd really, I'd really like to see there's lots of people saying we'd love to share those poems and so it's now time for something a little bit different as we move into the next half an hour. And I'm going to be handing over to somebody who, talk about synergy, we met um, at the Oxbridge Exchange, which is because I'm doing my PhD in Oxford, he's doing his master's in Cambridge, and we went to something called the Oxbridge Exchange, which I just thought was hilarious. I sat there the whole evening laughing, going, I'm at the Oxbridge Exchange. <laughs> That's not somewhere I ever thought that I would be, but there I was. And um, uh, Roy uh, was in the room and uh, turned out we followed each other. He's also in the mid-afternoon of life. Um, and, oh no, sorry, he didn't like that. I'm in the mid-afternoon of life. He's at midday. That's fine. Um and yeah, well, there was just so much synergy and we're going to be doing a project together, which is great because he also only lives five miles down the road from where I live. So it was there were all these little moments, you know, that just kind of um, worked in our favour. So I'm going to hand over straight away to Roy Layton, who's going to share with us a present. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? Um, um... I loved what everyone said. I've been working in the area of the, uh, education and transformation for years. And uh, Kath, I loved what you were saying. I'm currently uh, looking at a project on play and storytelling to change the narrative of young children have a pathway to prison. So um, we're doing some. And the way I do that is I, my background is in theatre and storytelling. And um, I find myself at the age of 59 um, and Zara, I'm so with you on this. It's my first my first term at university ever, like ever. I went to drama school. I didn't go to university. But someone heard about the work that we were doing to make City of Leeds a, the city of the child um, by putting values at the heart of the decision making. It's the only outstanding city in the country. And there's some brilliant examples of how they have used the reality of neuropsycho systems and storytelling to change whole communities. And I'm happy to carry on the conversation with some of you uh, over the, the coming weeks and months, because it's something that Lisa and I are going to be working on. But um, I should also point out I'm an alchemist. And what I'd like to do is give you something that I, I work with kids and adults, but also business leaders, because they pay for my work with children in the UK and globally. I just put a suit on, rock up do stuff there and they they fund it as an arts-based enterprise I've never received a grant from the government at all in 30 35 years of work because I think the arts can pay for themselves I think we have magic so what I'd like to do is I'd like to share with you a philosopher's stone and this is a philosopher's stone and I'll be making these available by the end of it and I would like to just talk a little bit through very briefly of how I use this for transformation, to make a very complex system of transformation uh, through story. So when you receive these, it's based upon um, five uh, principles. Uh, I'm going to go five, four, three, two, one. There are five ways to be. And if we're going to make a shift in our own personal, a transformation in our own personal life and in our society, um, we need to be aware of these five ways to be. Number one, we need to be open. And I think what we've experienced already this afternoon is a, just a beautiful manifestation of openness. 
We need to be kind. If we could just be a little kinder, but also kinder to ourselves. Um, because one of the things about serving others, we often sacrifice our own well-being at the cost of that. I'm getting nods <laughs> from other people. Absolutely. So be kind to yourself. Number three, be the change. And uh, the idea of having, we know we can shift the, the role of uh, violence in schools. The work that I'm doing, the reason I've come to Cambridge, I'm looking at the role of violence in schools. I think we have a violent system. I think some children experience um, verbal and physical violence. They also have institutional violence and we have cultural violence. And I would suggest you might want to look at Hilary Kremin's book on positive peace in schools. And number four, we need to believe. Believe has to be based on alchemy. And alchemy is a combination of high rigor and science and rationality and equally high spirituality, intuition and risk. It's not one or the other. It's, it has to be both art and science. And number five, it needs to be consistent. So you see in your, when you get your, your sheet, it's got these as a little reminder. So that's the five. Uh, and the four, everything we do, I do, is based upon the four human needs. Um, the need to question, the need to form relationships, the need to become resilient in the face of change and to see positive results for your efforts. And when I work with groups, we, we, I created this about 15 years ago. It's just a learning line. If you do a search online, and if anybody's interested, I'll, I'll send a, a more detailed video uh, to, to this and have a look at it. Because those are connected with our Jungian element of being. Um, so when we are looking at uh, the need to question, that develops our spiritual. When we form relationships of value, it develops our emotional and creative self. Uh, when we become resilient in the face of change, it develops our practical uh, um, skills. And when we are able to reflect to see the positive results of, of change and how we got them, it develops our analytical. And the practical and the analytical are known often as rational. And the spiritual and the emotional are often quoted as the intuitive. And Albert Einstein said, um, the intuitive mind is a sacred gift. And the rational mind is a loyal servant. And we have become a society that honors a servant that has forgotten the gift. And I think listening to Jen earlier, and I was, who else was actually moved to tears? I, I was like, what is going on there, Jen? That is beautiful. Thank you. Absolutely gorgeous. So those are the four foundation stones for what we do. But we need all four. And as a, to remind you of that, on your sheet, you'll get a little quote from this beautiful children's writer called Ruma Gudden. And she said, everyone is a house with four rooms, a physical, a mental, an emotional, and a spiritual. And unless we go into every room every day just to keep it aired, we're not a complete person. Um, and so the three, uh, the three keys for transformation and transcendence, and they're these. Um, at this moment, and during the course of the next few days, I really want you to consider what you're going to do in 2021 write it down and then say, okay, what do I need to keep this working? What do I need to develop? And what do I need to let go of? And, and that's all I do with my students. We just, it's very specific. Once you've done that, cut them up, fold them up, cut out your touchstone and seal them. Okay. And then open it up about a week or so later and just reflect on it. And that's it. It's a marginal Keynes uh, approach to transformation, which leads us to the two. And I do values-based education and transformation. And I think a lot of organizations have values, but they don't live their values. And it's sad to say a lot of the most worthy organizations have great values, but they treat each other. And this is a technical term, like shit. Um, and I think... The idea of saying, oh, we're a loving, caring, every child matters, and using that as, a, as some kind of legitimacy for, teach, for treating their colleagues appallingly has to be challenged and has to be called out. Um, because the two is, at any moment in time, you are creating values or anti-value, and you're doing it now. And all, when we have this community, 
we can see how much value is being created, how much love is being generated, which brings me to my final one. All of this is contained in one moment of time. And most of us experience time, past, present or future, positive or negative. And a lot of children and young people I work with have had such a shit deal that their time present is shaped by their time past, which leads them to the time future. A little sort of nod towards uh, Elliot there for those of you who could spark the four quartets. One for you there, Vic. Um, so what I'd like to leave you with is, um, is this practical gift. Um, because I think there's never been a more important time for synchronicity. And when you're able to consciously put yourself into a place with determination, then you'll find things and people coming to support you that you could not even imagine. And one of my biggest benefits at the tail end of this year is meeting Lisa Cherry. And I look forward to the journey. Um, because the final bit of the, t of the um, Philosopher's Stone, you'll see around the edge, it's got the stages of the hero's journey condensed. So the call to adventure. So what is your call to adventure? The second stage is acceptance of the call. The third stage is crossing the threshold. And the fourth stage is the path of trials. Not trial, not just one enthusiastic training day, but every bloody day for as long as you live. And then the final one is return with the elixir. And I think this is my final event of the year. And Liz, it's been beautiful just to, to be in the presence of people who are just bringing their, bringing their love, bringing their elixir into this room. Thank you for that. Cheers, guys. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And if you have a look at the chat box, that is just full of love for what you're saying and for what you've brought into this space. So thank you so much. I don't even know where to go. I'm so emotional. Am I the only person in the room who's feeling like really emotional? No, exactly. Everybody in the room just, it's just like, I wonder if part of it is just a release. Kate's put, I'm a mess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a release. Well, listen, we're going to move away from Roy and thank you. Thank you so much, Roy. And we're going to go to somebody else who touches my heart. Um, and that's somebody who... We've known each other for quite a long time, actually, and um, she brings her own unique. Well, we all bring our own unique everything, but <laughs> she really, when you when you hear her poetry, she really does bring something uh, unique. And that's um, let me introduce to you the very stunning and beautiful Chrissy Kelly. Hiya. Um. Yeah, well, I am feeling emotional. Um, like you said, it's sort of, yeah, maybe it's just the sitting and the being in the space of everybody and the heart playing. That was just like, oh, my God, right, I'm off. So um, if my voice breaks, that's just what's going to happen. I'm just going to start by telling you a little story. So um, I'm a care-experienced adult. I grew up in two foster homes and two children's homes. And... Um, I've always had this, I've never met my parents, so um, I've always had this feeling of abandonment and just this week um, something happened and I was talking to a friend and um, as we know during this our friendships are so important to us always, um, they become our families but um, just over this last year our friendships really do mean everything I think. And I'm very lucky to have some really amazing friendships. So um, I only wrote this yesterday because of something my a friend said to me. And so I've never read it out. So I hope you like it. True friendship. I'm going to love you back to life. You will see. There will be no coming back to darkness permanently. I won't ever abandon you. Now you are intrinsically part of me. My family will hold you close indefinitely. The way we keep you in our hearts and minds, you will feel deep in your soul today, tomorrow, continually. Our laughter and dancing and crying and cooking and silliness is everywhere within the possibility of human recovery 
this love through times of great joy and grief will forever always keep us close and set us free. I hope you liked it. That was amazing. Oh, thank you. It's like I, I can't see you all because I've got this. I've got my pick my words up, and so I can only see myself. It was beautiful, Chrissy, and I was on mute clapping. You know. Oh, okay. So, um, I've got. I don't know how long the timing is, but I've got one more, and this is. I mean, I've got loads of poems, but I'll just read this one more. Oh, let me read one funny one, and then I'll read the one that's my gift to you. This is a poem that I wrote a long time ago and everybody seems to like it. It only takes a moment. Here we go. Born. Stuff, 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 stuff. Die. <laughs> it's very silly, but people <clears throat> like it. So um, this is the, the last one. Uh, so you may wish to change the lines to meet your own needs. Please print it and put it somewhere to read every day. Dear you, if only you knew just what a light you were, if for a minute you could be me and see who you truly are, see what I see. Don't hide amongst the statistics and lies of who you are supposed to be. The prison, the drugs, the pain of other people, the perforated past, the unwalked future your parents' paradigm, your child's discernment, your lover's hurt, your traumatic grief, daily mediocrity. Come with me, see this deep blue sea, how still, be gentle, notice the light beams, reflection shrouding you, setting you free. Particle, particle by particle, your very being is meant to sense freedom innately guiding you home. Your birth was meant to be amongst the billions of beings. You have a uniqueness of improbable proportions with anything you thought you came to be. Yes, you were meant for great things, but these are in the ordinary moments. Just sipping tea, holding the door open, smiling, saying hello to the strangers on the street. Taking the bin out, not because it's your turn. You are everything already. There's really nowhere to be. Don't strive or drive. Accept you. Just right here, right now, truly, my darling. I promise, then you will be free. With so much love, me. Wow. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed them. Everybody is clapping. There's so many oh, comments. That's nice. In, in I'll chat. have a look in a minute. Thank you so much, Chrissy. You're very welcome. And I was busy letting people in at the same time. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Multitasking amazing. poet. Oh. So next up, we have now. I don't know this young man personally, but he was recommended to me. So I went onto Spotify, had a listen to his music, and I just thought, yes, please. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to the lovely Rob. And I don't know how to pronounce your surname, and I don't want to get it wrong. Is it McLaughlin? McLaughlin. McLaughlin. Go yeah. me. That's my inner Scott coming out. That's good. All <laughs> right, Rob, over to you. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Jen, for putting me in touch with you as well. Um, it's been great so far. Um, yeah, I should start off, I'm a, I'm a music student at um, Edinburgh Napier. I'm in my second year, which is proving extremely strange. Trying to be in a band online doesn't work very well. Um, but it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. It's great to be in, in Edinburgh and making music. And the song that that uh, Lisa's listened to online is a song called Wall's End, which I released in April. Um, now, I wish I could say I wrote the song. I It was a co... Well, I say I, I produced the song. The, the person who wrote the song was my English teacher from uh, high school. So he, um, him and I sort of, towards my National Five and hires, realised that we both 
had a love for music and I wanted to study it and he'd been in bands his whole life and he has this back catalogue of 60, 70 songs that he now kind of lets me choose from the ones of which I want to use, which is a very nice position to be in. But this song he wrote, um, he wrote before I was born, he wrote 22 years ago. Um, it's called Ball's End and I released it in April. We recorded it in December, but I released it in April because it, there's a line in the song towards the end that says, um, our eyes will meet again where the walls end. And it's kind of a double meaning because the girl he was singing about did actually move to walls end. Um, but there's more, more of the point. It's like our eyes will meet again, you know, whenever the time is that we meet again. And that resonated really well with people throughout lockdown, as you can imagine, because people... It was the first UK lockdown. People wanted to to feel, you know, a bit of hope that you know things will return back to normal. So, um, so that's what that song's about, and uh, and I'll sing it now. I think the balance should be okay. I think the guitar will come through okay as well. Someone take away those days. So we can be together Just add them all to the time we're not apart Curb your winding roads So we're not far away Cause with every hour you edge closer to my heart Marking off the days Till there's no time left To be without love Sharing life through your eyes And you through mine Our eyes will meet again Where the walls end where the walls end Well, we're lazy day lovers So we're forced to be alone But no test of time runs Smoothly. So I look up and head south to find your northern soul. I'm marking off the day. Till there's no time left To be without love Sharing life through your eyes And you through mine Our eyes will meet again Where the walls end Where the walls end Marking off the days. Thank you. Yay. Sound, put your mute off, everyone, so we can hear you. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Thank beautiful. you. Wow. Thank you so much, Rob. That was beautiful. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. You're not down as Rob McLaughlin on Spotify, are you? No, I'm I'm down as uh, Shorthouse on Spotify. That's my um, middle name. <laughs> I'm loving the networking going on in here. Like the chat box is just complete networking, which is fantastic. So yes, to add to that, go and find him on Spotify and follow. Um, <laughs> which leads me beautifully into 
I'm I'm not going to call you by your full name because you've got a very special name as your Twitter name, and I'm going to call you that name because I think it's stunning. Please welcome everybody, Dave the Care Bear. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> so that's my name on Twitter, if you all want to find me. Um, so I wrote a poem last night for Lisa, um, which is more positive, but I had been toing and froing with this other one. So since everyone else is reading multiple and I've been inspired by Vic, I'm going to read this one as well. Now, this was based over this year. There's been a lot of identity searching. And this is based on my past before I I'm also a care experienced adult, social work student, poet, artist, short story writer, which is how I met Lisa. <clears throat> so this was based on my upbringing before I went into children's care. It's called Working Class Prince because I'm egotistical. Crushing denial grips my mind, my heart and soul. As I ruminate on the fact that I can no longer identify as what I fought so hard to lose. My past mixed up in the golden hues of the future's lights. As I realise that I am no longer burdened by my childish slights. No longer gripped to the doom of my dreaded birthright. Failure though, it be damned. We will scrape our way forward. I am proud of who I am and where I am. So then why am I upset that I can no longer call myself that working class Wayne? Even if I can't say it, even if I'm dripping in gold and lavish delights, I will always be that wee mud-covered boy that came from Nout. So, um, and the one I wrote for you guys <clears throat> is called Take Pride in What You've Done. And obviously this year has been incredibly hard. Um, and I think we've all had to find pride in the small things in life. So, yeah, take pride in what you've done. You've made it through. We've reached the end. It's not been a sprint, but a dozen marathons. This year has been a challenge and we've had to dig deep, deep and deeper. Every cluster of value and resilience mined to its core and extracted for power. You have shown power beyond measure. Maybe at times we've been dripping with tears, but you've made it through. Collectively, we have reignited communities and passions and spirits and souls. You, you, I guarantee, have made someone feel loved. Yes, we've made it through, and you'll make it again, and again, and again, and again. Be proud of yourself, for I am proud of you. We're all friends here, and we're all loved through and through. Fantastic. Please feel free to take your mute off so that Dave, Dave the Care Bear can hear you. Nice one, Dave. Thank you. Lovely. Beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful. Stunning. Great. And that takes us into our last five minutes where we're going to have a very short um couple of moments reflection call it reflection call it meditation stillness collective stillness uh, and as that tails to an end jen will then lead us out with her beautiful harp playing so can i find my stillness jen i'm here i'm here <laughs> looking beautiful with your hat on as well yeah it's covering my roots <laughs> so yeah I'll just do a, a very short meditation it's going to be about five minutes is that okay okay yeah that should be okay maybe maybe four minutes or so people might have to start leaving and that's the only problem but yeah you go for it Jen all right so um, if we'd like to just take a few moments where we can sit in stillness. So if you want to maybe move your weight from side to side and just make sure you're, you're feeling in a nice, comfortable, settled position. And you might want to close your eyes if that feels okay, or just leave them open if that's better for you. Feeling your feet flat on the floor, just that connection with the ground. And feeling supported and held 
by this Christmas hug, by a group that's formed this afternoon. And just taking your attention to your breath and just noticing how your breath happens without you having to do anything. Just noticing the natural flow as you breathe in and breathe out. So maybe deepening your breath. So deepening your in-breath and lengthening your out-breath. You could almost imagine you're breathing up through the soles of your feet, right through your body to the top of your head and then breathing all the way back down through the soles of your feet and into the ground. Just filling your body with oxygen and releasing any tension, any worries down into the earth. Maybe just bringing to your awareness and noticing the qualities that have been here in this virtual room this afternoon. Feeling the love, the compassion, the kindness, appreciation, connection. And just asking yourself the question, what do I need right now? How can I take care of myself? Maybe choosing one of those qualities, or maybe more than one, and just letting it fill your heart. And then... Maybe we could extend our love to the people who weren't able to be here today for whatever reason and also feel connection with everyone, with all peoples in the world. So the invitation is now to move our awareness to sound and to listen to Jennifer as she plays us out with her beautiful harp.
love today. So thank you, Lisa, for arranging it. It's been absolutely beautiful. Thank you, everybody, for showing up. Thank you. Have a good Christmas, guys. See you in the new thank year. You. Thank you to everybody who came. Feel the love, feel the love, feel the love. Let it soak the rest of the day. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, Rob. Thank you, Lisa, for organising. Just beautiful. All of it, beautiful. Thank you very much, Lisa. I really enjoyed this. Much needed. Definitely. (laughs) Thank you, Lisa, for doing this. Thank you. Thank you for all the amazing musicians and the poets and everyone. It was the best hug I've had for a long time. Thank you. That's brilliant. Lots of love, everyone. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you all so much. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye.